in terms of actually, you know, setting foot outside, I didn't get to do that until I landed in Sing Kwong with the Legacies team. And I just remember stepping outside this extremely small airport. And as soon as we got outside on the tarmac, there's like fields of, I don't know, grains or rice all around us. And I could see a Buddhist temple, like a really big Buddhist temple from afar. And that was like the first picture I took as soon as I stepped outside the plane. everybody. This is Bunchumblai Monica Lee. I am one of the board members who serves on the Legacies of War Board of Directors. And I had the really unique and rich opportunity to travel to Laos this year. It was my first time ever. And I've got to say my life has been changed, which was expected. But I think the unexpected part was going back to Laos for the first time without my parents, because I thought going to Laos ever for the first time would be with my my parents, and it actually um, happened to be with the legacies of staff. So it was a very different experience than what I thought it would be. And then honestly, I had no expectations, because I think that's probably the best way to go into a trip like this. And I got to say, when I <laughs> first arrived in Laos... I landed in Vientiane, but I didn't get to go outdoors because I was waiting for a layover to go to Sing Kwong and waiting to meet the Legacy team for the first time. But I went to the bathroom and it was obviously very different than bathrooms that I've experienced in the U.S. And it was really funny because I had my big luggages with me, so I was making a lot of noise. And there was actually two Hmong women in the bathroom stalls next to me who were saying in Hmong, who is this person that's dragging their suitcase all loud and uh, making all this noise? And I obviously didn't say anything because I knew it was me, but I felt so at home and I hadn't felt that way in a long time because, you know, I live in the Bay Area of California without Hmong people around me. So it was actually really nice to just hear and see Hmong people. And as soon as I got outside, like, you know, I saw all these different crowds of Hmong, Lao, and other folks waiting for family members or passengers to arrive and, you know, waiting to depart. And there was actually a number of Hmong people there, uh, several of them, many of them waiting for their, you know, loved ones or waiting to depart. And it was just so nice to see and hear Hmong people, uh, which I didn't expect right away. And, and I guess I should have, but in terms of actually, you know, setting foot outside, I didn't get to do that until I landed in Sing Kwong with the Legacies team. And I just remember stepping outside this extremely small airport. And as soon as we got outside on the tarmac, there's like fields of, I don't know, grains or rice all around us. And I could see a Buddhist temple, like a really big Buddhist temple from afar. Um, and that was like the first picture I took as soon as I stepped outside the plane. And as we t walked towards the, you know, airport building, which was also really small, baggage claim was outside and they all told us to go inside to wait for our bags when honestly, we probably could have just grabbed our bags outdoors. Um, so that was pretty funny and interesting experience. And 
yeah, I I don't know. I guess I just I I have to admit that I was feeling a lot of different emotions, and at that point of the trip, I had not fully processed all my emotions yet. I don't know if I have yet, um, but there was a lot of bittersweet homecoming. I think there was also a lot of guilt because of. You know, I know the position and the privilege that I hold. And then I there was also a lot of pride and just really, I think, being at peace um, because Tsinghuang is the province where my dad is from and where our entire Lee family is from. So it was also really special in that sense where I got to come home, quote unquote, for the first time and be welcomed and be among other people like me and not have to worry about being, you know, a minority. Because in Sekong, actually, I learned that the Hmong population to the Lao population is actually um, pretty even now. It's like majority, like, yeah, majority minority. It's it's pretty uh, even in the Sekong province. So, um, yeah, it's it was a lot of different emotions and I am just really grateful that we had the opportunity to be there to see the people to see the progress and also I think as I share really bittersweet to see how much we've accomplished but how much there's left to do. The last time the Legacies Award team went to Laos was in 2019, right before the pandemic. It's been a few years since we all went to Laos, but the feelings, the thoughts, and all that we remember still feels very familiar. This time around, there's still a lot to process. But we couldn't do it by ourselves. It really takes the whole family, the whole village. This is a very special conversation that we all had together of retracing our steps and also processing everything. We wanted to take everyone on the behind the scenes, exclusive a glimpse, I guess, into what it was like to come to one of these trips with the team. And what was it that we considered the biggest takeaways and what stood out to us the most while we were in the region and what it means for our work. There's still so much to talk about and we really don't think we can do it in an episode or two, but it's very important that we share this with all of you. We just came back from Laos. <laughs> what was the purpose of the trip, you all? And what were each of your roles? Okay, so it had been a while, a couple of years, 20, since 2019. So is that three years? Since we'd been to Laos because of COVID and shutdown, and so I think really it was just to return and meet with people and connect with um, connect with our partners, our demining partners. And also a big part of it was 
you know, people on our team, people that were going on the trip had never been back to Laos. And so um, it was, you know, because they're already part of legacies, it was just really important that we all go to Laos and see it firsthand, see the work, um, meet our partners. Yeah. And my, my personal goal was, you know, pretty similar. I was just crossing a year with legacies. And so I was eager to see the people that I had been emailing with and hearing about and, again, see firsthand what our mining partners are doing on the ground. Yeah, I think with our work being so much remote that it was very a good, like, change to be able to see, like, people that we've been interacting with and also to get to meet people that we uh, never met before or people that, like, just got into like these positions in Laos and just to uh, strengthen the relationship between our partners. And I guess for me, like being able to go to Laos as an intern was definitely a huge step for the organization itself. And also like a huge privilege for me because as a Lao American, a young Lao American living here and to be able to go back to Laos not as a, as an intern and just to be able to see uh, Legacy's work through the partners and DMI organizations and to meet like, like other uh, young women my age who's actually doing the demining work was very impactful to be able to see that how this war affects uh, the people in the, the diaspora as well as still the people living in Laos today. What people don't realize as well is that we also went to Vietnam before going to Laos. So Sarah and I had the opportunity to meet partners for the first time in Vietnam, which goes to show how much our scope of work has expanded from specifically looking at the UXO sector specifically in Laos and now broadening it to Vietnam, Laos, and Cambodia. So being in Hanoi was also a huge... (laughs) Uh, opportunity for legacies to really develop relationships in the region. And we've seen similarities between Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia. And so getting to see that firsthand, I think for my from my perspective, uh, was very eye-opening and uh, really impactful. An opportunity that I think was unique this time around as we got to see from the north to the south, the whole entire country. <laughs> and we tried our best, I think, to get you know our whole team to kind of understand, right, the differences between the, the provinces in Laos, understanding the geography, the landscape, the environment, and it, it really kind of contributes to how we can best advocate moving forward. I, I have so much respect for people who run travel agencies and uh, like meetings for CODELs. Uh, what was originally planned to be a trip with uh, potential government officials from the U.S. turned quickly into something that was more focused on our work. And so we did have a lot of adjustments that had to be made and last minute decisions. But I think we did a really great job, you all. But yeah, what do you all think in terms of being sort of behind the scenes? What do you want to, want to share with our audience? I think for me, my brain was always in two spots. It was 
like in the present moment of whatever's going on, as well as always checking my phone to see if like someone is coming from the airport or getting a text from our driver or like responding in loud <laughs> to our text messages or in person. So like my brain was in two languages as well as uh, just trying to keep like everything, every, like everything moving forward to be like as planned as possible. <laughs> so it, it was a lot. And I felt like each night it was just, I was done <laughs> each night, but like, every, <laughs> I, we woke, we basically for me, my day started, like I woke up at like 6am every morning. And then like, I'm pretty sure everybody like slept like past midnight, everybody. So it was a long day for everyone mm-hmm. for like the past two weeks. Yeah. I think for me, I, it was just trying to keep up with all of the content. We had an amazing photographer videographer with us Caleb Lee and so that took a huge massive load off of our shoulders but I was capturing a lot with my phone just videos and photos and by the end of the day you know just trying to get it all into the right album and you know milled through was a task in itself I think you know to speak to the level of planning that was put into this trip I with a team of four, I did very minimal planning for this trip. And I was able to really experience it as, you know, not feeling too overworked or burnt out. And so I took so much from this trip. And so I'm just really grateful for all the people that did put in the time to make it um, so smooth um, for the rest of us. From last our last trip in 2019, a lot of those relationships were already established. And we sort of came into a ready, well-oiled system of networks of people that we're supposed to meet. But this time around, we were meeting with, with organizations we've never met before, with, with uh, government officials we've never had face-to-face interaction with. And so I was a little bit nervous <laughs> on whether or not we could pull it off. And, you know, it, it really just took us asking questions making sure that we looped in the right people, being in constant communication with the Lao embassy here in the US and having them kind of help us navigate. You know, um, it takes a lot of uh, strategic planning as well on which provinces we know realistically we can we can get to. What is the transportation going to look like? A lot of our demining operating partners were nice enough to offer us transportation, so we didn't even have to think about that. So a lot of these logistical processes were really already put in place. We just had to ask the right people, which is which goes to show how important it is, right, for us to continue doing these trips. If you could describe to people like, the beauty of Laos in like short couple sentences and think mm. of it as like, you're really trying to get people to go there. <laughs> How would you describe it? Oh man. So what comes to mind first is, you know, in such a small country, there's such diversity um, in the landscape. And so you definitely, like, it's essential to visit, like, all the different regions. Um, the flight from Bianchen to Pansaman Kuang 
is what, like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And in those 20 minutes is probably like five, six landscape changes. You cross this massive body of water, which I still am am unsure what it was, if it was the Mekong or if it was something else. And then you go across these like jungle mountains and then um, through these like hills with like golden roads is what it looks like from their plane. And then you go and you see all the, the farmland and it is just absolutely stunning. Even with bomb craters included, it is absolutely stunning. Um, and in the very remote villages of Laos, you will get the best meal of your life. It doesn't matter where you are. Somehow the the oral traditions have been passed down so well that everyone knows how to plate a dish in like like they've had culinary training it's insane and like we had a the lunch um in Banapia and that was one of the best meals we had on the trip um uh noi dip like a very special variety of rice um a very special lot like a duck blood blop and just absolutely amazing the food no matter where you are you'll be filled with an amazing meal i agree <laughs> especially <laughs> with the food since they like, a lot of people use ingredients that are seasonal that is grown literally randomly in the fields they just pick something up and like magically make a delicious dish out of it uh that is definitely i agree that yeah and i feel like the landscape of laos no matter where you go is luscious it's there's life to every single corner that you you go so wherever you choose to go first and wherever you end up last you'll be amazed at what your eyeballs are looking at. (laughs) I would like to describe Laos as a landscape postcard that you're viewing in high saturation. Think of it as an Instagram filter in real life. The skies are incredibly blue. Like the, the night sky is very crystal clear sapphire. The morning sky is this perfect aqua blue. I've never seen any sky as blue as the ones that I've seen in Laos. And the sunsets, like we can't even talk about that. It's just like every color that you mm-hmm. can imagine that you're able to see as a human person is, is visible to you. I think aside from the vivid colors, there are colorful people, right? There are... 60 plus and counting ethnic groups and they're all interwoven into the culture in Lao. All of the textiles that you see, all of the food that is available at the markets, those are all of the beautiful vivid colors that Lao has to offer. And I I think when people go to Lao and, and realize that Laos is not Lao is not the only language being spoken. There are so many other languages. There are so many other cultural practices. And what everyone is sort of all connected with is this sense of humanity, humility, hope, and happiness. You know, Lao people are just 
there's like this sense of being happy and, and, uh, welcoming and just like gratitude that I don't get the sense in the U S <laughs> and I wish I, I think I, I brought a little bit of that home, but I want to keep like harboring that, um, the ambassador, current ambassador from Laos in the U S right now, ambassador Sitsavat once said recently that Laos used to be known, right or is still known as the land of a million elephants, but now has the like unwanted recognition of being the land of millions of bombs, even though that's a part of the history, like there's still so much more than just the bombs. And although we're putting a lot of awareness on the bombs and we wanted to get that removed, we also want to see Laos developed mm-hmm. and Laos grow mm-hmm. and um that's what I guess I leave with is just that Laos is such a beautiful country and I love it with all my heart and I hope the world does too. Thank you for tuning in to Thipkow Talk brought to you by our innovator sponsors, Minds Advisory Group and Article 22. Please continue to listen and follow us exclusively on Spotify and our Anchor page. In this program, we hope to amplify the voices that tell the stories that we want to preserve for future generations to come. The theme music used in this podcast is by the Lao Jazanova Band from Vientiane Laos, and the illustrations are created by our very own Anna Poma Chantan. To learn more about Legacies of War, please visit us on our website at www.legaciesofwar.org or on our social channels at Legacies of War. And please share on all platforms with your friends, your loved ones, and your communities. Thank you for joining our Sticky Rice Squad for Thipcall Talk.